Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! Alright, welcome in to the week 10 edition of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going to go through what happened last week. Also look forward into the few weeks. We're winding down here. We only got, I believe, three weeks left, Jared. Um, yeah, three weeks, week 11, week 12, week 13, starting to get a little dicey. Yeah, we're coming down. eliminated, like myself. Uh, well, at least from probably probably finishing top two. Yeah, we're, and then some people. It's but those final two wild card spots. It's a new. It's a new beginning, new life this year for it, some people at the bottom. Yeah, really, especially for someone like in your position. It's like I'll I'll score 160 points. Uh, I don't care if I lose, just as long as I got yeah. the points there. And uh, I'll say, a, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten, where they all end up finishing in terms of points. Because outside of really Pittman here, um, everyone's kind of bunched together. I know for myself, my last two weeks have been below 100. So that's really hindered my growth in terms of uh, my points for, which kind of sucked. So, I mean, it's, I was talking to somebody and I'd much rather score, I'd rather score 140 and lose than score 100 and win. Yeah. Well, that's about to be my only hope that's going on. But we're coming at we're coming in at you hot a little bit early. You guys were bitching at us last week for where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? So we're 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 gonna fire it off early this time around and recording this on a Tuesday and heard you loud and clear out there. Yeah, I know you uh, you got something going on tomorrow night, right? I got a work function. I'll be in Winston Salem, the lovely land of Winston Salem. I got to do a dinner out there, and I think you got something going on on Thursday, so it just wasn't going to work, so we had to move it up to today. Um, So, you know, running on not a lot of information here. Might be be winging it a little bit. A little bit different. Uh, Wednesdays are kind of ideal. (laughs) This Thursday I'm going to – I'm having a – it's me and three other couples, and we're doing kind of like a – they're about to have a baby, and we're going to have uh, some diapers for them, and we're having a massage. Six people in a room getting a massage? No, I don't think it's that. It's not even in a room. We're going to one person's parents' house in, here in Charlotte, and they have, like, a basement, and it's going to be, like, couples. So the couples will go down at a time, and we'll go there and then come back up. So This sounds like some sort of sex cult that you're a part of. I mean... What kind of sick shit are you into? I don't think it's that. That's not. Well, I mean, it's. I was just. Trying you don't to think it's weird to go to somebody's parents' house in their basement and get a massage? Not at all. Not at all. Can you take Those pictures? House, I don't think that's. I think. Um, I think that's prohibited. But I, I'm gonna try. I'm trying to sneak some stuff in. Um, but I was, I was kind of throwing a feeler out there just in case somebody like backed out if we had an opening, if you and Chrissy were wanting to be a part of it. My wife's eight months pregnant, man. She can't do massage unless she's on her side. Well, so is this one, one girl who's going. 
I think actually Chrissy has a massage on thir- this Thursday, actually. Oh, it's during the man. day. Is it down in a dungeon? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to go upstairs and ask her after this podcast. Hey, uh, where, where's your massage uh, on Thursday? Oh, some, some guy's basement. It's more popular than you think. I don't think that's popular. I think that's like, that, that sounds like an episode of Real Sex. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> That's how they always start. They're like, oh, we're just having massages in the in grandpa's basement. He <laughs> comes in with a freaking black leather mask on and a ball in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> my my safe word is don't stop. <laughs> my All, right. Right. All right, let's get this right. show on the road here. It's time for the weekly Rapid Fire Recap. All right, welcome into the Rapid Fire Recap, Week 10 edition. We're going to go through all the matchups here. Jared, get us started, buddy. All right, I think I'm going to... Oh, man. I think I'm going to start it off with myself and Brian. And the number is eight. Eight. No. Not the number of total career strikeouts for Brian at Carolina, but rather the difference in the cost of Ronald Jones off the waiver wire last week. Mm. Brian went all in at $40, and I only bid 32 I didn't think he had it in him, Joey. I did not <laughs> think he had it in him to go with the full $40 for him, and it was a rookie mistake. I should have just went ahead because my RB2 spot's never been good this year. And just went ahead and chased the points and went went for $41 to make sure he didn't get them. But, and I think I called it on the podcast last week. I said, it'll come back to bite me. Ronald Jones goes for 18 points and Ty Johnson gets concussed with 2.4. And that 16-point difference was the decider. I lose by eight, which essentially eliminates me from finishing the top two. Uh, but I'm only seven spots out of the six spots, and I'm only seven spots. You're right there. You're right right there. there. I'm just keep telling myself, all I want to do is get to week 14 and be in the sixth spot. Can I have the sixth spot going into week 14 and I just say, hey, all I got to do is beat this guy, beat this guy, beat this guy, and I'm in. That's all I want. Boom. On the other hand, Brian is looking good sitting at the top, and he's probably pretty safe unless there's a total meltdown. Probably. But we'll see what happens there. Yeah. All right. So next up, we got the Cooper Troopers dropping down to a 6-4 and four record against the my Favre player is Jamison Crowder. That would be Eric. I changed his name for him. Um, he moved up to a 4-6 and six record, beating me 96 points to 82 points. This was just an abysmal performance on both both. GMs, both teams. But this is this matchup was the essence of fantasy football. You know, no team should ever ever win when they have three players score a combined negative, that's right, negative 1.5 points. And even though I had this happen, I still almost pulled off the victory. But regardless, I have I've never been more pissed at the Rams and Jared Goff for this game. How in the world does Cooper Cup not have a catch 
in the game off a fucking bye. He's your best fucking receiver, and he doesn't even get a catch? You fucking kidding me? And then I got... What? With Brandon Cooks out. With Cooks out. He's the best receiver that they have. Then I got David Johnson fumbling the ball. He gets like four carries and six yards, one catch for 10 yards, fumbles the ball, and then just like, you know what? We don't need him anymore. We're not going to use him. What the hell's that about? And then to top all this off, I left 30 points on the bench with a case of the slips, and that would have easily provided me the win. But no, not this week. Anyways, Pittman's team leader was Jamison fucking Crowder, 16 points. The fuck is this guy? He hasn't done shit all year. Then his kicker is number two on his league with 14 points. I mean, it's just bullshit right here. The only good thing to come out of this is is Tyler Lockett injury might be pretty significant. I didn't get to watch it. I heard some things. Um, um, they're not expecting him to miss time. They're not. Okay. Apparently it was pretty severe hospital. because he had to go to the hospital <laughs> and he had a, there was swelling from a contusion. There was some kind of blood stuff going on, but he should be okay, according to them. So he should not. But granted, they're coming on a bye this week. So they're saying he's so not I have a couple time. of weeks. So, so it looked like at, at, you know, when I heard that story, I'm like, well, shit, I just got rid of Lockett. That's uh, that's about the only good thing that happened to me for this game. But anyways, um, you know, who knows? Brings my decent performances here to a halt. I'll probably end up missing the playoffs due to this loss. That's my projection. But we'll have to watch and see exactly what happens. All right. All right, next up we have Mike versus Chaz. Five. No, not just the inches of Chaz's dictionary of legal terms, (laughs) but rather the made field goal by Michael's Jason Myers on Monday Night Football. Did you stay up and watch this game? Not the last. I I was in and out until they got to overtime, and then I was out. I mean, this was the, these two guys were the top two scorers of the week and facing it off in an epic showdown. And then it's just guy comes down and Mike may, and the, the Mike's kicker. If he makes this kick in overtime, he wins. If he misses, he loses. And he snuck it five inches inside, five wow. inches to the right. He probably hits the post and misses it, and he loses, and he dwindles back down to the bottom with me. But he pulls it off and knocks down Chaz and. Uh, Chaz might be kind of starting to reel a little bit, and Mike is kind of starting to eye a little bit of the, the playoffs. And still, can Mike get the romper and make the playoffs? I hope he That's does. That's the question. That'd be epic. You know who's happier than Mike about this win? That guy that you sent me that picture of. So oh, just yeah. to sense, let everybody know. So Jared sends me the snapshot of a guy on DraftKings. It was a nine-team nine Money line parlay. He had eight wins. Going he, he, he picked he picked the Falcons to beat the Saints. Yeah, the Titans to beat the Chiefs. And I feel like there's one other upset. I mean, maybe Miami to beat Indiana. Yeah, he, I mean, uh, he was. Yeah, he picked. So this was this was this wasn't a chalky week at all. So he picked Seattle to beat the 49ers. Two dollar bet paid off twenty thousand dollars. You had, I mean, this guy must have been going bananas in his house with this game because it wasn't like it was a, 
an easy game to like, all right, I win. Halftime, I'm done. I mean, that was down to the end, down to – I mean, what happens if he ties? He misses that kick. <laughs> what the hell happens? God, I don't know. But, yeah, I, it, you can't push. I guess you got to win. And that they don't win. I mean, it's technically he loses. Yeah. It's funny, though. I was like, man, I'd be going crazy. Oh, That's what yeah. I was telling you. And you're like, oh, it's not really that big of a deal. If he doesn't, if Seahawks win, he's really only losing $2. Yeah. Yeah, but he's losing the opportunity of twenty thousand. Yeah, that's true. I, if I, I would have hedged my bet, like and bet ten G's on the rant on the forty ers to win, that way at least you're walking away with ten G's. That's true. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, so that would have been smart. Yeah. He might have done that. He might have. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Slip down to three and seven. Turn your head and golf. Facing off against Johnny and the Horseshoe Collector, he's now even at five and five. This matchup was closer than anticipated. I think it came down to who's going to have a great Monday night, and and Slip got that from Carson, but Brita, in my opinion, is kind of what failed him. Um, you know, Tevin Coleman scored nine two. Brita only showed up for about three five. Um, you know, he was hit hard by the bye week bug and at least slip guessed right on who he had to choose from between crab legs or golf and golf played like just utter trash. Um, Johnny, however, <coughs> excuse me, had, uh, his, he was led by his horses running backs, Aaron Jones and Devin Cook, each scoring 27 points. And Kelsey finally got back to what Kelsey does best. And that that's really what propelled Johnny back to a 500 record, despite Rogers scoring 12 points. So, Johnny moves into second place in the East Division, and he's situated well with points. And then uh, slip, <coughs> excuse me, slip drops back down to last place, only separated by Jared, a mere forty-one points. Mm. I need him to face off this week. So, yeah. <coughs> all right. Last but not least, we have a Rusty versus a Mr. Brad Pazell, and the number is one. Guys, I, I didn't, I, I couldn't find any kind of joke for that, so I apologize. Um, I think the joke is probably Brad's team in this week. I mean, Joey, guess how many touchdowns his team put up total, including total, quarterback, including quarterback, three, one, <laughs> <laughs> one. So somehow, let me tell you this: Rusty wins by forty-five points. Joey, another question here. Guess how many rushing attempts Saquon Barkley had for Rusty? 20. 13. For Saquon? 13 rushing attempts for Saquon Barkley. Oh, guess yeah, many, that's because they many passed it to yards. Golden Tate every time. Yeah. Guess how many rushing yards Saquon Barkley had? Uh, 75? One! Saquon one rushing finished yard? the game with one rushing yard. So, I mean, I know the Jets are a decent team. They're not that good. Yeah, but how did – I mean, <coughs> Saquon Barkley rushes 13 times for one yard, and you still find a way to lose by 45 points. How does that happen? Oh, probably because you had to start Cole Beasley, Zach Pascal, and didn't even worry about a tight end thinking you had it. Man, that was just brutal. Brad falls out of the second playoff berth 
and Rusty gets a little bit closer to taking your spot, Joe. I think we got to. I think we got to talk about to. this because I think we kind of glossed over the fact that Brad wasn't going to play a tight end, and Brad was like, "You know what? I'm not going to play a tight end." He sends it, changes his emoji over to a, a middle finger to f you the whole the whole league. But think about how stupid it is for him not to put a tight end in. He's missing out on points. I mean, he scored 87 points. I mean, I know, but and it's funny though because people were throwing a big hoopla with Chaz, probably because he was at the top, and then you don't want to be like, "Hey, that's not fair that the best team in the league is not going to try and score most points and beat somebody without playing a tight end." But Brad was just like, "Yeah, I'm not going to play a tight end," and everybody was like, "Yeah, all right, your team's not good, so that's fine." So, yeah, I mean, but for, it's just kind of Chaz, it's just kind it of doesn't weird. matter. But for someone trying to get into the playoffs, it, it could come down to four points. I and agree. because you sit a tight end in week 10, because you think you're sticking the middle finger at everybody, I don't know. I, I mean, could fantasy, come back to haunt him. I mean, the fantasy gods have to get frown upon him not playing a tight end and not paying attention to Adam Thielen being inactive and playing him, right? Yeah. I would There's got to so. be some kind of fantasy gods punishment coming. Maybe we'll see it shortly. But Maybe we just saw it this past week. I hope not. I hope it keeps happening. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the Rapid Fire Recap. It's time to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome into the week 10 edition of the good, the bad, the ugly. We are going, did I just say week 10? I think we're actually in episode 11. These things are flying by here. So week 11 edition of good, bad, ugly. Jared, get us started. All right, my good is going to be the Monday Night Football Showdown. Joey, typically these matchups are over by Monday night, or we get like shitty teams playing like the Bengals versus the Steelers, and nobody has anybody going. Mm -hmm. But last night we had some great showdowns. I already kind of mentioned Mike and Chaz in the the recap, but, I mean, they were – so Mike had Seattle's kicker, and Chaz had DK Metcalf for the Seahawks, right? Mm -hmm. Metcalf fumbles a touchdown at the goal line and is recovered by the Niners. So that's like an eight-point swing right there, right? Yeah. And it goes back and forth, back and forth. It comes down to Mike's kicker kicks a field goal to take them up two, and you think it's over. And then it's going into overtime, and they come down, and the Niners kick a field goal to take it in overtime. And you're like, oh, man, maybe. What if what if they throw it to Metcalf? That would be such a way to burn it. Like, if they throw it to Metcalf and he scores a touchdown and it's over that way and Mike loses. Comes down. It comes down to they get back and forth, back and forth. And then Mike, with whatever time's left on the clock, his kicker has to kick the – they're either going to – he's either going to miss it and it's a tie game and the game's over, or he makes it and they win and the game's over. But if Mike, if his kicker makes the field goal, he wins the match. If he misses the field goal, he loses the match because they were they were like less than two points apart. <laughs> so if he missed the forty something yard field goal, he would have lost two points and would have lost by like 
point four oh, or something. God. It was great. And on the other side, your boy down twenty eight going into Monday night with the 49ers defense. And I'm like, okay, let me see how this. I mean, I don't want to be get too greedy. Maybe I can throw a shutout here, maybe, and we'll just kind of see what happens. Didn't happen. But third quarter rolls around. Some freak play happens. Niners defense scores a touchdown, and it's kind of starting to inch. There was a part in overtime. So you said you didn't stay up, right? There was a pick that, that I saw they got near kind of the red zone for Seattle. In the overtime, yep. 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 Russell Wilson was marching, and he from they were about on the 20-yard line, and he threw an interception, and the guy picked it off at like the five. And he's running it back, and my heart's starting to beat because he's starting. He gets to like the twenty-five, the thirty, the thirty-five, the forty, the forty-five, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! And he like it's kind of that one where you can tell, like, okay, there's like one or two linemen. If he can just kind of bust this seam right here, he might make it. Granted, it was a linebacker, so he might would have gotten caught. He just kind of got gas or something, mm-hmm. but he just kind of ran out of real estate on the sideline and kind of went out of bounds at like the forty-five. But if he returns that, I would have won. That would have been awesome. By like, I would have won by like point two, five for like two like teams to come down to that game. That that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty it was cool. it was good. It was, it was it was good. So that's my good. Who won that game prior to overtime? Do you know? Uh, what do you mean? Like who is leading prior to overtime? Between Mike and Chaz. Oh, prior to overtime was, it was Mike. Okay. So so when his guy hit the go-ahead field goal, it pushed him up like three points or something like that. Okay. And then the Niners kicker kicked that 40-something yarder. Because that would have been been crazy. Like if Chaz won in the end of regulation and then – he kicks that field goal yeah. and he steals it in overtime. Exactly. <laughs> It'd been nuts. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. My good is going to be Mike's team. And really it's because I, I don't think that I've said that all year. And so <laughs> I, I wanted to give Mike a little praise here because he took down the champ in great fashion on the heels of Kyler Murray, who's shaping up to be a pretty legit quarterback for his rookie year. Yeah. I mean, Fantasy wise, at least. Oh, yeah. 324 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 27 completions. He had Amari Cooper do well for him this week, dropping in 26 points. Just an all around good showing, except the only reason I think this game was close was because Zeke Elliott didn't do anything. 47 rush yards for this guy. He's supposed to be their workhorse. So, um, but anyways, great job, uh, Mike. 32 points from your defense. Um, that's that's crazy. And you kept pace with Baltimore's defense from Chaz, who dropped a 28-burger on, on them. So, which is even, that's, that's even crazier that you have two defenses going back to, back against each other, and they're scoring 28 and 32. I mean, those could be potential backbreakers. So, good job to your team, bud. It was just an epic back and forth between them. Yeah, that's a good showdown. 
All right, my bad. My bad is tis the season, Joey. Not not Christmas season, but the fantasy football season of what if. Uh-oh. What if I played him or him or picked them up instead of that dude? Man, if I only had to pull the trigger on so-and-so instead of my bus back in August. We're entering that time. I do it. I do it too much. I did it today. I, I should have pulled the trigger. I, I had a Keenan Allen for Tevin Coleman lined up, and I didn't ask it. I know Johnny would have done it, and if I'd have done it, he would have pulled the trigger, and I would have had Coleman's 30-something point week, and I would have won that week. I said it earlier. I spend more than Brian on Ronald Jones. I would have won this week. Chaz and I were talking. He wanted to give me Derrick Henry for Keenan Allen two weeks ago. If I'd have done that, I would have won the past two weeks. But I, I, then I start feeling like, what else is out there? So let me see that. We didn't talk enough about this kind of at the draft, but do you remember who had the option to pick first in the draft? Yeah, that was Pittman. Pittman. And where did he pick? He picked the what spot? Two spot, right? Second spot. Yeah. Picked the second spot. And everybody was like, God, that's everybody was all on Christian McCaffrey. But he, he was okay with either war. Did you know? I went back and looked. If he would have went first and Pittman would have taken McCaffrey first overall, he would be sitting at 7-3 and three right now. <laughs> right? 7-3. Wow. That's a kick in the pants. So that's my bad. Is we're about to hit, we're about to hit that season over the next three weeks where we're all these uh, maybe not a couple people, but some of us are just going to be like kicking the man. If I just pulled the trigger on so and so instead of this guy on week four, I'd be there. I'd be I'd be on the I'd be in the show. The crazy part about Pittman's pick is he's sitting on my team right now. Ooh. <laughs> oh man! All right. Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I'm still battling this uh, this cough here. Um, all right, so my bad. My bad's going to go to the NCFFL Party Planning Committee. This was an utter shit show trying to figure out five guys to get over to our GM's house to just have some beers and drinks and, and maybe a burger or two. It was just a disaster. I mean... Between trying to figure out a time, can kids and wives come? What do I need to bring? It, it was just so disoriented. And it, it felt like it didn't need to be that, like, planned out and crazy. Did you not get the same kind of I feeling? Did. I did. It, it felt like a couple things to where, I mean, it was the Panthers playing at 430 and so I was really kind of focused on that. My kids take a nap on Sundays, typically between like one and three or so. So it was kind of like, oh, we got to come after that whenever they wake up. And then, but I'm like, God, I don't, I mean, I was kind of, but the, the worst part is like you, you nor Brad ever, never once so at all hinted that you were going to bring your families. You were like against it on text message. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like, and I'm telling, I'm telling Morgan, I'm like, I don't think anybody else is. I think it's just some of the guys. I know Rusty's trying to, he's kind of like us where he wants kind of everybody to go. And so I just kind of feel bad because it sounds like Rusty's bringing his kids, but nobody else is bringing their kids. So I want to bring, um, I want to bring Tate and, and Marla. 
And then Marlo wakes up from a nap with like all kinds of stuff in her eyes. So I'm like, I don't know if we can bring her up there around, around the babies. And then I get home and I'm like telling Marlo, I was like, uh, literally everybody was there. Everybody. There was like 22 people in there. Well, here was my thought process on that. A, John's used to having Dylan, one kid, over at his house. You start inviting Brad and my family over, and it's just a melee. There's kids everywhere, stuff broken. And I didn't see you wrestling outside. I didn't want that for John and Diana to deal with it. And so my point is, let's just have the guys over, have have a few beers, and then, you know, head home after the game. That would have been a lot easier. But then it's like, can I bring my kids, yada, yada, all this other stuff. I'm like, well, because Brian at first wasn't going to, he was flying solo. Exactly. And that's what I told you. I was like, and then Amanda and then popped up. And yeah. Wills is going like, where's Tay? Where's Tay? I was like, I, I didn't know you were going to be here, buddy. I'd have brought him, but I didn't know you were going to be here. And part of me was like, I, I think the whole thing was just kind of set up where, like, Brian just wanted to go and, like, drink all day and watch watch games. Well, that was the other thing. Like, I said, <laughs> I, I said I'll be there. I'm going to watch the first half of the Bears game at my house. And then I, after the first half, I'm like, I can't watch this trash anymore. And so I didn't get there until 2, and I thought everyone was going to be there at, like, 12.45. Well, I roll over there. It's me, John, and Brad and Diana. Yeah. I'm like, well, where is everybody? I thought Rusty was going to be there early. I thought. (coughs) Yeah, but I'm with you. It was was a disaster. We got to do a better job of that. Um, I don't know what the heck Slip was doing. I'm sure he could have made it up. Yeah, we invited Maybe. him. Yeah, we had he had some issues going back on in Sanford. Oh, so, that oh, I heard about that. Yeah. So, uh, but but shout out to Johnny, great host. Yeah, good food, great, great food. Charu- yeah. Char- charcuterie board. How do you say Char- that? Charcuterie. 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 Yeah. yeah, I just call it Italian meats. <laughs> yeah, like sounds my, about right. It's my nickname. So, speaking of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> You kind of already hinted at one. I kind of wrote two down because thinking you were going to be bitching about your team prior to getting to this point. But my question was going to be true or false, Joey. You and your kids combined for more fantasy points this past week than the Cooper Cup, David Johnson, and Dallas defense. That would be true, Joey. That would be true. Y'all yeah. combined for zero. They combined for negative one point five. That's pretty bad. Okay. But I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit. Mr. Kalen Bellage is my ugly. Joey, guess how many touches he had in a game where they were essentially leading a majority of the time? He plays for Miami, correct? And correct. I would guess he had somewhere around 20. 24 touches. Okay. He had 20 rushes and four catches. Guess oh. how many Guess how many total yards he had of 24 touches. Did he do better than the guy we already talked about that had one? Uh, a little bit. How many? He had 45 yards on 24 touches. <laughs> it's like I mean, two I yards. Can, I, that's, <laughs> that's like 1.2. <laughs> it's like, how do you have four catches? I think he had four catches for like a yard. How are you allowed still to play on an NFL team if you can't, if you can touch the ball, t- what did you say, 20 times? Yeah, 24 times. 24 times and you can't get two yards of touch? It's, it's, like I'll listen to 
um, fantasy sports radio and stuff and talking about whenever Mark Walton got popped and to all the experts were like, Oh God, Kalen Balazs is the worst. He is like <laughs> a majority of them, but some of them were like, I would, I would rather lose with so-and-so than win with Kalen Balazs. <laughs> they hate the guy because he's just so like not good. But yeah, that's my ugly Kalen Balazs. God, that's brutal. Yeah, my, <laughs> Johnny might have to play him this week. Mm. He'll probably go for about thirty-three this week. Sure. He'll have like he'll have like nine touches. Yeah, like a hundred and sixty yards, two touchdowns. I doubt it. My ugly was my team. I I don't know how Cooper Cup has zero catches. Um, then Johnson ten yards and a fumble lost. What 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 the hell's that? You know he's Johnson has scored minus point three points in his last two starts. Minus point three points in his last two starts. Yeah, two that's starts. Not, that's great. That's not that's not ideal for a first round pick. This game brought doubt to my team going forward. And I think it's a pivotal point in the season right now where I could go in two different directions. Either A, I can have a bounce back week this week against Mike Norton and start trending towards the playoffs, really thinking that I'm going to be in the mix. Or I think it could go really, really bad. And I I can go on like a four-game skid here and miss the playoffs by like five points. So... I need a bounce back week. This was absolutely brutal because this game, I should have won this game. Easily, I should have won this game. And losing by to four, by 14 points because of these three guys. And these aren't just like, this isn't like trash players. It's not like Jamison Crowder that I'm throwing in there. It's Cooper <laughs> Cup, fucking... Chris Godwin. Chris, well, Godwin. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He did okay, but I mean, it's Cooper Cup, David Johnson, and and my Dallas defense, which minus one points. What the hell is that? Um, yeah, just brutal, just brutal, and it's got me pissed off. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sucks. But that was my ugly. What do you say we interview you? Uh, all right, yes, that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise. Please put your hand down. Go ahead. How much money do you make a year before taxes? Okay, I'm actually not comfortable answering that. Come on! We're doing the interview now, not you. Okay, here's a shout out of a cannon. Oprah, Barbara Walters, your wife. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one. Go! I think we're done here. Thank you. All right, welcome in to this week's episode of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are going to be joined by, today by the GM of the recently new-named All Day Devante, Mr. Rusty Wicker, sitting at a 5-5 five and five record. How you doing, bud? Doing well, Joe. Glad to be here. How you feel about your squad right now, man? You know what? I cannot wait to take post down this weekend. It's going to be epic. Oh, I, I, I smell like a little side bet. Yeah, I was just kind of looking at it. He's got a few guys on bye week. It's just it's shaping up nicely. So 
I am down a quarterback, but you know what? I'm going to put old faithful, the GOAT, Tom Brady in, and uh, he's going to take me to the championship. Why do you think you're going to be able to beat him? Is that because he's got two play- three players currently not even in his lineup? You know, I, I think the uh, Patriots are starting to fade a little bit on defense. And uh, I don't know. I think it's just time for him to come back down to reality and uh, for everybody else to give him a few L's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, what what else is holding your team back from reaching the reaching the top? I don't know. I think I, uh, uh, Jared. I like the trade that we had. Waller, from I don't. Devonte, I Devontae's don't. He's coming on. He's getting fed. Um, I mean, I straight Rob Pittman, um, <laughs> but I do want to put out there. Pittman's the one that started that trade, and I was like, all right, sure, I'll trade you. A, you know, a Ferrari for a Camry. That makes total sense. Sure. Um, <laughs> what was that trade again? Remind me, because I don't pay as much attention as people might think. I don't I know. Do. I got the top three tight end, Adams, or uh, shoot, what's it? Baltimore, the rookie. Andrews. 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 Thank you. Um, and he initially asked me, what did he initially offer me? I gave him Olsen and Carlos Hyde. And I, I needed a tight end because I was, I was, kind of streaming Olsen and kind of looking out there. Brian had offered me one of his two tight ends, but he was asking too much in my opinion. Um, and so he asked Carlos Hyde for somebody on his team. I countered with Andrews and then he kind of a, you know, a long shot. And then he said Olsen and Adams for Hyde or for Dorsett, Philip Dorsett and Andrews was like done. I was like, send it through, and he did, and I accepted it, and I think my team just, you know, became pretty strong. Well, he's only a game back behind you, so we'll see what happens. Well, hey, some trades work out for both both teams, but uh, I I don't know. I feel confident with my uh, team going into every matchup, so I just wish I could play you again, Joey. The fact that I'm on 10 2 against you this year pisses me off. Makes me feel great. Makes Uh, me feel great. Worst GM in league history, and I got 0 2 on you. I don't know about league history. I mean, pretty bad. But still a lot of history to be made. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we're talking about history, Joey. I mean, history, historically, yeah, it's pretty. you're pretty bad. Yeah, historically, yes. <laughs> it's not so, good. Glass so half full, uh, glass half empty. Uh, it's always full, according to Jameis. Yeah, put air in the cup. <laughs> Do you hear that? that it's, it's full of air all the way. If it's not, Jameis Winston, man, he's a classic. So, what's uh, what's, what was your initial reaction when I approached you for a trade? Um, no, I my wide receivers were hurting, so um, I felt the value for Adams for Waller, somebody that I grabbed as a free agent. Uh, yeah, he was doing well, but if it upgraded me to get me somebody that could get 15 to 23 a week or 13 to 23 a week, I felt like the value there was a tight end tends to cap around 15 ish. So I thought the, uh, return was pretty solid Yeah, and, and also had the bandwidth to do it. I felt like my team was pretty well rounded and I had people on my bench that I could plug in. Yeah, true. I, I was... I think I added it up before we kind of started doing this, and I think Adams and Andrews so far in your trades have gotten you around 50 points over the last two or three weeks. And Waller, my tight end, still has not hit double digits per week, so 10 straight weeks without double digits. So that's that's got to be a record. 
It's maybe, but uh, I don't know. I, I know you're always in some other league where you got some kind of hot chip on the line. Where are you? Are you still in last place on that? No, I'm, I'm now. Let's see, it's a twelve person league. Um, I guess ninth right now, but it's uh, I'm one game from being last. But I got points in my favor, and um, I'm t- uh, there's one guy behind us. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, what, I know. I know with that league, you were always asking me about trade uh, trade action. I'm like, great. I'm going to go try to go to the guy to see if I can initiate a trade. He's going to be like, whoa, whoa, why are you trying to trade me? <laughs> so that's always going to backfire. I just like to validate decisions and, and understand options and different approaches. Yeah. So. All right. Well, speaking uh, of. Uh, go ahead, Jared. No, you go ahead. Let's say speaking of different approaches, you know, in a recent Hot Routes podcast, Another GM referred to your physique as a, quote, chubby can, end quote, of Foster's beer. Um, two part, two questions here. I want to know your response to that. And then what beer would better reflect yourself, in your opinion? <laughs> well, the first, second part is uh, I did just pop a pernicious, which I think is a great beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it caught me a little off guard. I mean, I'm not alive. We're all kind of edging on the other side. I think there was two other GMs that come to mind that I think could have qualified for that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to make names on those. Um, but uh, are those GMs doing really good or really bad? Well, one is doing well, one is not. Okay. So the. Uh, but you know, I, yeah, everybody, it, it comes and flows, right? Like you know, I'm not really. It's. I've been in better shape, yes, but I think all of us have gone through some stages. Brooks was fat at 13. <laughs> Brian was fat at 22. Brad was fat at 28. And <laughs> um, Pittman and Post have always been fat. Um, I think the, the politically correct term is hefty or husky. Okay. I think it's husky. That's what they're looking for nowadays. Okay, husky. Uh, I, 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 call, I call it holiday weight. Yeah. So, well, that's appropriate for the time of the year. We actually I mean, just well, actually, sometimes it's Fourth of July holiday weight. Sometimes it's Easter holiday weight. Well, I got home today, and the wife put up the Christmas tree. So what? The season yeah. is, yes, I agree. That's a foul. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she might as well put up July Fourth at this point next year. Gosh, she hadn't even gotten past her birthday yet. What are you doing for that? Jesus. Uh, I think we're actually going to the Panthers game on Sunday. Uh, is that, that her birthday is on Sunday? Yeah. This is Sunday. Yeah. So that's a great leading question that I was going to save, but um, the Panthers game is in Charlotte. Is that correct? Yeah, we got the yeah. Falcons. So I was going to save this one. So true or false, you have been banned from Bank of America Stadium. No, I've got that overturned. What happened? Yeah, you're going to just stop right, right there? Well, um, there are a few witnesses. <laughs> a few? There's like 55,000. No, no, this witch. was at a game. This was at a flag football tournament. So what happened? It's even better. <laughs> How do you get banned from a stadium no, for a it flag football game? It was, well, you say bomb enough time. No. Uh <laughs> We, we were playing the Weekend Warrior Tournament. This had to be in 08, maybe. Uh, 64 team. 
uh, league, I, and I think this was the couch potatoes. They have the yeah. more more advanced, and they have the couch potatoes. Um, we all met at Phil's the night before. Yeah, <laughs> and we were out to about eleven, and then we went and showed up at the field, and we all bought our t-shirts from Walmart the day before we get out there. And there's customized jerseys, sponsors left and right. Um, we went. I we went to we went to Dick's Sporting Goods on the way and geared up with new gloves and yeah. stuff like that. So, Jared, you were a part of this team. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we went six and zero on Saturday, and then we made it to Sunday. You had to go undefeated on Saturday, and that was on the Panthers practice field. The following day was in Bank America Stadium, and I think we won two or three games, and it was the quarterfinal, semifinal, semifinal, semifinal. Um, Joey, yeah, Joey, let me – so semifinals and where it's a – there's – it's a four-on-four flag football. And the semi – there was four games going on on the field in Bank of America. And so we okay. win this game, we go to the championship. And because of that, there's like a running clock. There's not – each field doesn't able to stop their own clock. It's just a running clock. When it hits zero, it's all the games end. Okay. And we are – we're down by – a little bit less than a touchdown. So if we score, we win. And we're just kind of going down. And I was quarterback, and I think I just I threw one up. I think I threw up to, one up to Michael. And Michael caught one at me, Rusty, Michael, and then nobody else. We I don't even remember who else played with us. Josh, um, Chad, Matt, Sedley. Yeah. Um, and he caught it out at like the four-yard line. And there's like eight seconds left. Okay? So we're running up. We snap it with like five seconds left. Everybody's set. They don't get back in time. And there's a guy wide open in the end zone to the right. I throw it to him. He catches it. Touchdown. We win. No, the officials throw a flag because we did not give the defense time to set up before snapping the ball. <laughs> and because of that and the, and the reason the time ran out, the other team won. And Rusty lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> this might have been when he was still on creatine and he lost <laughs> his mind and they, they they said they were going to ban him from Bank of America Stadium not <laughs> so, the stadium the tournament I don't know I thought I heard Bank of America Stadium no. so how do you get that overturned did you have to like sit in front of a three panel judge or what did you no. have to call in post and be like I need some help over here no a few minutes went by Rationale came, and I went and talked to the ref again, and it was fine. He didn't do- document it. And I, by, by rationale, do you mean three heaters? <laughs> yeah, that's a Just to calm the nerves? Time. I mean, we're probably still a little drunk because we went out each night before. That was back in our prime. But the uh, it was – it, it was probably some punk kid who didn't really have the authority to ban us and was just telling us that he was banning us. <laughs> That's very so, he, he, he was He was an older guy. I do remember that. Yeah, but, man, that pissed us off. Wow. So, yeah. It's good, good times. Good times. Um, you making any waiver moves tonight, Rusty? Uh, honestly, I hadn't even looked, so probably not. It's not like I have a lot of money to spend. There you go. I'm dropping a buttload Are tonight. You? Oh yeah. Who's who's the player? Uh, Brian Hill, Atlanta Falcons running back. Oh, that's a good call. I can look at that in other leagues. 
but I better get them. Not that I have any money in those leagues either. So you know, you know, Brooks won't go after him. He, yeah, he'd be the well. I, he might. I, I'm, I'm, I'm bidding the same amount as him, but oh well. That's we'll, we'll see. The only one I'm interested in might be John, but can't take the money with you. So no, you can't. Well, that's why. That's why I splurged early on because we've done yeah. the, uh, the, uh, the dollar amount auction league in a few, a few different years running now. So it's like, all right, well, it doesn't matter if you're getting down to the backside and you're just trying to plug and play. I'd rather try to get the better players early on. Rumors have it that we might be moving from a snake draft to an auction draft. How would you do in that? Uh, not very well. <laughs> Why? Well, the auction draft is not good. What if it, hey, you do that online, right? Well, no, it's not an auction draft. It's an auction waiver wire. So it's still the standard draft. But uh, I mean, I've talked to people. I mean, if everybody did it day one out the gate without having any experience with it, it'd be okay. But there was a guy, in, uh, some of you guys know him, but Jordan in my office, he's in a, it's a big league. It's a $300 buy-in league. Um, he said that one guy got Kamara and yeah. and then basically pieced his team together. He's in dead last. Um, but he's like, it's just so weird. He's like, people are overvalued. They pay this, they pay that. Then obviously you're trying to figure out where to you know assemble the full team. He's like, so you got you know aces, but then you got a lot of twos and threes as well. How much money do you start with in those things? A hundred bucks. Yeah, a hundred bucks. So he said that. He well, was, sometimes I, no. I think it's two hundred. Well, whatever it was, this kid spent half of it. Yeah. If it was, if it was hundred bucks, he spent forty on McCaffrey, forty on Camara, and then or Kamara, and then had to piece together everybody else. It's a completely different beast. Is it like a blind auction? Or no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. Kind of, what do you mean by blind? No. It's, well, like, do you know, like, could you, if, no, like, it's if, like, if it's, I say I bid 45 and you're like, I bid 46. Yeah. It's that. And so then I'd be like, all right, I'll, I'm going to do 48 on them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Wow. And then okay. you get them and then you move on. And some, so people, <laughs> people nominate players to say starting to bid. Can you imagine that? So you could got, you could try and screw with people too if you know somebody like really wants a player and just drive up the price on them. Yeah, that, that's the the whole goal is to try to drive up the price on people without actually getting them. You yeah. Know? So it's a, it's a gamble. Can you imagine actually trying to do that live with our drunkness and then we try to like hire somebody to actually run the auction? That would not end well. And they're talking like real fast. Forty five. I got a forty five over here. Fifty five. Fifty five. Fifty five. 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 Rusty wouldn't Chaz would freak out. He'd be sweating the whole time. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> We'd all take Adderall and it would sound just like a normal sentence. <laughs> every, <laughs> every, every time Joey comes up to nominate a player, you'd be nominating somebody that's already been drafted. Because <laughs> they're not tracking it. It would just be a complete cluster. But it would be oh, it'd, it'd be, be fun. So um What's uh, what's your goal the rest of the way? You probably can't catch Chaz, can you? Not Chaz. I just want to – if I can get in, I feel my team's well-rounded enough to, to make a good run. Well, as I look at uh, the points right now, you're not in. Um, you're out by about 30 points, 33 points. You're behind Mike. And no, it's not. 
Oh, I'm looking at points against. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was looking at points against. Man, that sucks, Mike. Um, He's in. Yeah, so right now you're in at 1270. Yeah, you're good but right now. You got you got a big fan in me, Rusty. I need you to, I need you to jump Joey. Well, right. that'll gonna I mean, that's going to happen. I'm, my skid is, is is on its way right now. So I need I need you to jump Joey. I need, I'm I've got <laughs> I've got to the point where I'm just wanting the two the four high scores locking up the top four seeds. So I got a better shot at sneaking yeah. in. But, so, I don't know. Um, you got any questions for us, man? No, I was thinking back. Um, Joe, this is for you. Every, what what is the uh, the GM pick'em leagues? Or, no, no, no. What, what do y'all do that's the, um, I feel like, Joe, you're always picking a player on my team to bust. And I just want to understand, like, is there some, like, deep... Let me check my notes here. Hatred, like, I'm just trying to understand what the driving about my team specifically. You picked Devontae to bust the last three weeks. Man. I, yeah, Joey, well, Joey, I, I, prior Joey, to that, it was Joey, I'm not a Devontae. Joey, Joey, you've already beat him twice, and now you're just up in his head. He's... I know all everything you say on the podcast. Well, I live rent free up there this year. Yeah, I but just live rent free up there. Go back for the last six weeks. And I guarantee it's always a negative tone when Joey mentions my team. I just can't seem to figure it out. Well, do you have? I mean, you have bad players sometimes. That's unbelievable. First of all, Devontae mm. Adams has been a bust since you've received him. Yeah, no, not really. that's not accurate. He was a bust. What, week one where he didn't play because he was hurt and he was on the bench? No. Once I, I started picking him as a boss like week eight, and what? then he didn't play. Yeah, here it is. It was week eight. I I said a caveat. If he plays, he didn't play. All right? And so I, I doubled down. I went for the next week, and he ended up busting again in week nine, even though he played. And then uh, this past week, I went with, uh, yeah, doubled down again on Devontae. No, no, no. I took Dalvin Cook. Do you have Cook? No, that's Johnny. Yeah. So take it easy, man. Those also, I mean, I think you picked, uh, who did I play this past week? Brad, your brother-in-law. Yeah. You don't have OBJ, do you? No, that's Brian. Just rent, rent free, Joey. Rent free. And I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know, right? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I've picked Diggs to be a bust or a boom a couple times. So uh, I don't know where that you think this a, negative tone's coming from. I don't know. There might be seven positives and like two, or excuse me, seven negatives and like two positives in the mix. Well, that, something's working because I'm obviously getting you all wired up. So I know. <laughs> I've just been waiting to like, ask him, like, what is going on? Let's go, Josh Allen to John Brown one time this week. Oh, he, he's starting this week, big guy. He's got, we need it one time. I'll be mentioning, I'll be talking about that a little bit later. I like it. All right, all right so what? Him or Sam Watkins, which route do you go there? Of John Brown all day. <laughs> Sammy hasn't done anything since week one. 
I don't know. I feel like the caliber there and getting Mahomes back, it might be a good stash. So I think this is a uh, question everybody around the league kind of wants to get your opinion on, you know, regarding the 2015 fantasy draft, which we all refer to as the quote-unquote beanbag incident. What do you think would have happened if said beanbag would have connected that evening? And do you think you would still be in the league? Uh, Remind me what happened, Joe. Uh, to my knowledge, there was a beanbag that was thrown. Uh, I think it reached an excess of 52 miles per hour. <laughs> and it just grazed the um, the whiskers of uh, fellow GM, Mr. Bradley Pizel. And do you remember what caused that? I, I do not. So maybe you can refresh all the GMs with that. No. I have a vague idea. Was it was it something dealing with you starting a fire in August outside? I have no idea. And honestly, I didn't even remember that until you guys brought that up on the podcast that night. Hey, it, it, I can understand that because I think was that was that where we were drinking El Cunado's Revenge? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we were up until like I think it was starting to get daylight. It could have been. And we were up for a while outside playing <laughs> cornhole in a family neighborhood with a fire pit going on in mid-August. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had the fire what, pit. What, what, what is your infatuation with fire? I don't know. I just like watching it burn down. Jeez. Some deep shit Man. right there. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. Just stare up. I got a few hot seat questions. What about you, Joey? Um, what happened to Warren? <laughs> <laughs> Very valid question. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, Josh, is he alive? He is alive. He's married. He's living in D.C. now. Is he still uh, missing part of a finger? It, yeah, the nose has not grown back. Um, you know, we used to call it the perma shocker in college. Um, it got used a few times, according to to Warren. Uh, but no, he just that dude went off the deep. But you know what's funny? Like y'all, you guys don't know this, but I mean, his dad was super overly awkward, and like when he would come to visit, we'd always have to hide any alcohol that was in the house. It was almost like you were a seventeen year old kid in high school. Um, very Southern Baptist raised. Uh, which not making a, a joke on that part of it, but. It's he has so turned into his dad, it's unbelievable. But it's like I haven't talked to him probably in two years outside of a happy birthday text. And we were roommates for three years in college. Wow, man, yeah, yeah, that's that happens, man. It does. Oh, well, um, all right, well, let's get to the hot seat here. We're gonna rapid fire you some questions, just give us some quick answers here. Jared, start us off, bud. All right, let's see. <clears throat> What's your go-to listen in the car? Mm. Air Church. Okay. Which would you rather have back, your motorcycle or your hair circa 2006? Um, definitely the hair. <laughs> the motorcycle is behind me. I already took uh-huh. that off. Speaking of driving, what was better? What were you better at in your youth, basketball or driving? 
definitely driving, but it was due rusty. to fortunate circumstances of, of events that led to misperception of my driving. I heard about one of these. Those aren't unfortunate. That's just you, spacing you, out. Your parked car rolled into another car. How? It had the e-brake on. It That's was in a lie. Gear. No, it's not a lie. I even Joey, can, Joey, Joey, can you guess what kind of car this was? An e-brake on, and it was in gear. Yep. <sighs> probably, it's probably like some sort of like souped-up Honda Civic with a huge exhaust <laughs> pipe with like no, tinted, no. tinted Joey, headlights. Joey, that's actually Michael and Norton. a Fubu sticker. Careful, careful! That, that's Michael Norton to the T. So easy there. Wow, <laughs> I could see it. It was a green Camaro. Oh Jesus. It was badass. He couldn't even see out the windshield hardly. He was leaning back so high, and this thing was hitting so high. I couldn't even see the road in front of me. So, hey, yeah. so he was also, I think that was his, uh, wasn't that your senior superlative in the yearbook? Yeah, best driver. Uh, worst driver. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was, but, I was yeah, not, it's close. I you should have seen his basketball skills. I was not, hey, your boy played good defense and got rebounds. We did. We did. We did. It's like Michael Kidd Gilchrist. When you got cheated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who'd win in a fight right now? You or Austin? Oh, he's not right, mean enough. Right now. He's not mean enough. You said that forever. Have you ever told him that? I'm in his face every time. <laughs> You're not mean enough. Wow. <laughs> that's basically a nicer word of saying you're a pussy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miller Light or Bud Light? Mm, Miller. Why does ECU try so hard at fitting in? <laughs> Why does state? Well, we're already there, buddy. No, you're not. Y'all are terrible. This year? Y'all are grandfathered in. Hey, Wait, you were talking about this the other night. You're talking about how you've always been a 9-10 and 10 win team or 8-9-10 win season. Who have you played outside of the ACC in the past three years? Nobody. You played D two schools. Uh, I mean, we played y'all, one. No, y'all played nobody played, the past two years. Zero. We played West Virginia. We were supposed to play West Virginia last year when they were good, but a hurricane came through, so we couldn't. Um, played South Carolina, and we played South Carolina. Some other no name. I think we we also played you the past two years. So even the year that we're really bad this year, like historically bad for state, we still be ECU by like 40. I hear you. Yeah. So, well, the, the difference is y'all's expectations are out of the roof every year. And it's like, Hey, I, I hope they win, but if not, so be it. How are my <laughs> expectations not to lose to wait for us on an annual basis? <laughs> How are those expectations too high? Y'all think you're going to the, the the final four bowls every year, and it's just it's like guys, lower expectations. You're not not me. Who thinks I'm going to make the college playoff? I just want them to be able to contend for an ACC championship. That's not possible. How they had it the past two years? We weren't good enough. Yeah, well, we didn't win, so well, you well, don't play anybody to help your conference. Well, the conference sucks in general. But I'm saying schedule out of state games, get our out of conference games. 
It ain't like basketball, man, where you can like schedule this stuff on an annual basis. These there, football games no have to be scheduled ten years seasons, out. There's no reason the past two seasons have been as shitty as they have. So I mean, I've looked at y'all's schedule because obviously Katie's stepdad's a diehard state fan, and he doesn't even go to the games because he's terrible. <laughs> this year, yeah, we're really bad this year. I'm talking about those se- the good. games the last two seasons. Western Carolina, they're a powerhouse. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, never know. True or false, Rusty, you had to purchase your life insurance policy from somebody other than Jared because he would not honor the non-smoking Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, that's false. So he I did gave, honor I it? Gave, or did I you gave, cheat the system? I gave him sound advice. No. But that, we can't, because due to the HIPAA laws, we can no longer talk about this. <laughs> that's such a cop-out. <laughs> Speaking of HIPAA, what are you more allergic to? Fantasy championships or bees? Championships. I, I had one, I hadn't gotten stuck last year. That's not sure. I got stuck three times over the summer. Um I haven't had an allergic reaction since I was eleven. Wow. There was that one state ECU game I went to, that tailgate, you got stung on the chin and then you started looking like Jay Leno. Yeah, I, I do remember that. <laughs> like it you was, had the uh, mumps. This was and this was like ten years ago. Hey, hey. Jared, who won that game? I don't remember. I think it was a bad blowout. Maybe. That was back when, how what was that, mid-20s? Early 20s? I can't remember. It's, it's when I still had hair and, and muscles. <laughs> I wish I could maybe find that. All right, Rusty. Knowing what you know now about your two kids, Mary Alex and Owen, would you rather... Have twins of Mary Alex or twins of Owen? That's tough. Uh, Katie would say Mary Alex, no questions. I don't know, Joe. That, that's I mean, that's actually a very tough question. I mean, obviously, it's not very in depth, but uh, I, I, I'm not gonna go there. There, it's one of each. You already have one of each. That's (laughs) not not the question. One of each at the same time. Okay. All right. If you had a third kid and it was a boy and you had to pick another GM's name to name him after, who are you choosing? I don't like any of those names. It wouldn't work. (laughs) Mine's in in the Bible. Joseph. Yeah, and you're very biblical. I mean, Thomas? William? We can call him Billy. I'd probably well two things there. One, <laughs> William is Billy a Bob. Name. William is a family name. I actually did consider that for Owen, but obviously we've got another William in the family, so that wouldn't work. Um, but then, yeah, that that that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, hey Raul, what is English for a lo siento? No fucking clue what you're saying. <laughs> hey, wasn't that I'm he, sorry? Yep, <laughs> he was a he was a scholar Spanish student. Brian and Jared got me through that class. It was and the other kid who like always moved his foot in and out when it was true or false for us during test time. When that That's dynamite. <laughs> I remember that, but he always sucked at it too, though, because he knew like the the slang, yeah, the slang of of Spanish and would always get stuff wrong. 
<laughs> What's the bigger accomplishment? Hitting two heaters for home runs in the same inning or ripping two heaters before getting home and not getting caught? But I don't recall or won't document the latter, so definitely the two home runs in one inning. Okay, okay. Apparently Joey did that too. Yeah, so you're in good company. Are you? Well, you are. You're in good company to me. He did it. He did it, though, when he was a volunteer coach. I just don't see Joey doing that. I I feel like he'd be like a relief pitcher that'd do weird shit in in the dugout or something. Sorry to say it, man. Yeah. Chicks dig the long ball. No chance. <laughs> well, that's all I got. That's all I got, too, Rusty. Thanks for jumping onto the hot seat. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, you got any last words you want to say to any other GMs out there? Uh, no, I just hope that I take down posts this weekend and continue to rise. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> well, thanks for being a part of uh, the Hot Rats and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. And we'll talk to you later, right, bud? Good work, Joey. Good work, Brett. Or, uh, Jared. Whoa. Mm. Mm. Do over. Hey, guys. I want to take a quick moment to talk about protection. No, not that kind of protection. But rather protection for your family, your home, your autos, or even your business. A local Farm Bureau insurance agent is there to make sure that what's most important to you is properly covered and at a low cost. Contact a Farm Bureau agent near you today and get a free insurance review. Shop local with Farm Bureau insurance. Here comes the boom or bust. All right, welcome into week 11 edition of Boom or Bust. We're going to go through and give y'all who we think is going to be the boom and who we think is going to be bust for the week 11 matchups. Jared, get us started, bud. All right, my boom. I have two of them, actually. I think this quarterback is going to bounce back this week, and he is going to have to keep it going and stay in pace with the Kansas City Chiefs. And Phillip Rivers is going to be my boom for the week. And he is going to go for 300-plus passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Phillip Rivers is my boom. That's bold. And I think you like NC State way too much. I just don't think that's going to be possible. But what do I know? All right, so looking back last week, I decided to go with OBJ as my boom, and he scored about eight points. So I'm going to call that as a bust on me picking a boom there. So for this week, anyways, we are going to go with Le'Veon Bell. He's got a juicy matchup against the <coughs> excuse me, Washington Redskins. Le'Veon Bell's only got two Two rushing touchdowns on the year, one receiving touchdown. He hasn't really had a boom week outside of maybe week one where he scored 20-plus points. Ever since then, he kind of hovers around his projected points or skirts down below them a few times. I think this is going to be too good of a matchup for him. 
He's going to bounce out here. I think he's going to go, I don't know, 137 yards rushing. Um, I think he also gets another 35 on the on receiving yards, and he's going to score two touchdowns here. So I think Le'Veon Bell against the Redskins is going to be my boom for the week. Okay. I got one other bonus boom. This Give is it just, to us. You got to chase the volume. The volume, if you get the volume, the volume, the volume, the big run's going to come, and this Buffalo Bills rush defenses can be a little leaky to the run run game. So I, I know you're going to be scared, Johnny, but you got to fire Kalen Balaj back up this week. Get him going. He's going to be a boom. All right, let's, let's hear your bust. So my bust is going to be, you're not going to like it, Joey. Uh, Mr. David Montgomery. Okay. <laughs> so if he's not catching passes and not scoring one yard rushing touchdowns because <laughs> of reverse calls and stuff, he's just not getting it done. And Trubisky's just holding him back and Nagy's holding him back. And this Rams defense, this Rams rush defense is getting better. And I think he's going to score under seven points, Joey. You might want to consider getting him out of the lineup. Can you be a bust if you've never been good? Uh, I mean, it's debatable. I mean, is Mitchell Trubisky a bust? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is is Cam Newton a bust? No. This year, yes. Yes. Um, he's been injured. I'm looking at Montgomery's numbers, you know, through the 10 weeks. So he scored 5, 13, 9, 8, 10, point 9, 22, 21, 6. I mean, <coughs> he scores less than 10 on the majority of his uh, weeks. So, I mean, scoring 7 would not be unusual. So, but I hear you. I mean, I would love to take him out, but who the hell am I going to throw into my into my uh, lineup here, right? Yeah, I mean, David Johnson, bounce back week. Johnson, stop. <laughs> stop. This would be the week he goes <clears throat> off against the 49ers. It would nobody be. Putting nobody no. plays him. Yeah, and then the, the fucking Arizona Twitter feed will be like, should have played David Johnson. Fuckers. Those guys right. are pros. All right, so my bust for the week, uh, it's going to be the number fourth ranked quarterback on the year. That is Deshaun Watson. He's coming off of a bye, but rolling into that bye against a Baltimore defense who is pretty stout on the road, going up to Baltimore, right now projected at 25.49 points. I don't think that offensive line is going to hold up for him. I do think he is going to score somewhere around 18, but for him, I think that would be a bust. Um, and I just I think that the Baltimore defense is going to actually come away with a couple picks here. Um, and I'd like to see a pick six, really. Um, but I just don't think they have it. I don't think they have the run game, and I think that they'll sit back and uh, make Deshaun Watson beat them, which he can. I just don't think either it's going to be this week. So I got Deshaun Watson being my bust for week 11. Okay, okay. So 
That'll do it for this week's episode of Boom or Bust. Week 11 matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome in to the Week 11 matchups. We're going to go through each of these matchups, get our takes, maybe talk about a few players here, and I'll get us started here. We're going to start off with my game. That's going to be the Cooper Troopers versus the Bigger D, Fatter Pockets, and Mike. Uh, I'm projected currently at 122.10, and Mike's at a 109.09, a 61% chance of winning. Jared? Who you got, bud? All right, Joey. This is a this is a, a get right spot for Zeke in this game where they're Ooh. playing Detroit. Um, in it, you probably say the same for Amari Cooper. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so I mean, what are you what are you doing with David Johnson? I mean, is he going to be playing? Because uh, I'm going to have to wait and see on him, just because I think his back's an issue. And he's probably going to not be playing in this game. Even if he does play, I do think that um, Kenyon Drake gets more of the carries. That's who's playing there, right? Kenyon Drake? Yeah. Um, So I'm probably going to have to pop him out um, and either go with a Westbrook or Fitzgerald. I haven't really decided yet. So so you you got that decision. I mean, you got Alvin Kamara. The the Bucks are stingy against the running backs. They can be. So you got that. Are you going to guess right at quarterback? I mean, this also feels like a game where Hollywood Brown is going to get loose deep against Houston. Um, I feel like Mike's in a good spot, and I think he's going to win. And I'm kind of hoping it's going to be a low-scoring battle, too. I do have to guess right on quarterback, and right now I'm planning on playing Derek Carr against Cincy. Um, because Matt Ryan at Carolina just doesn't seem right for me. I don't know. What do you think? You got some insight on Carolina's defense? Apparently, they we're, we're I mean we're not very good against the run, so it's it's going to be one of those things to where are they going to overcompensate this week and try to stop the run, and this is going to just create all kinds of problems in the passing get, attacks, or are they still just going to be fine? I mean they're Joe, it's like their run D is like historically bad. It's I think they're they're on pace for giving up the most amount of rushing touchdowns or tie it with the season, the same season as like the 0 and 16 Detroit Lions. Yeah. And so I mean it's they're giving up like just under six yards a carry. So I don't know. Um, it could depend on Bradbury, Panthers corner. He he might be out. Well, that's a decision that I'm going to have to make. Right now, I got Carr in. I think against Cincinnati, he's going to have to do well, but they might just run it all over Cincinnati, get into a positive game script, and just keep running it. So that can hurt me as well. Throw it to Darren Waller. But I think that Cooper Cup's going to get on the right track. Uh, I think Montgomery, surprisingly, is going to have a decent game. Really, I do think it's going to come down to this David Johnson pick and whoever my quarterback is. Um, I got Watson as being my bust. I hope that hits. Um, but I, I don't feel confident going into this game. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, I think it's going to be a tight matchup, and I do think it'll be low scoring, hopefully not below 100, but I think it's going to be somewhere around the 120s would be my guess. Um, I think actually Mike ends up taking this one as well, unfortunately, and that's going to be due to a uh, slipism that I have and picking the wrong players with uh, leaving points on my on my bench. So uh, we'll see what happens here, but uh, I'm going to have to go with Mike on this one, unfortunately. So if you were him, are you playing Kareem Hunt against Pittsburgh on Thursday or Terry McLaurin? Uh, I think you play Kareem Hunt. Um, he's going to get the ball, and on a short week, um, he's fresh. And so with having him and Chubb in there, he might get a little bit more a little bit more carries and a little bit more action in the passing game because of his fresh legs and maybe just give Nick Chubb a little, you know, less of a load. Um, hopefully they get him involved. Jesus, why do you pick the guy up if you don't want to involve him? Yeah, this um, would be the time to do it on a short week against yeah. a pretty – pretty strong front in pittsburgh but so if i'm him I mean, i'd play hunts i mean i mean leaving mclaurin though i don't bench know against the terrible <laughs> jets i mean golden tate just lit them up well i mean you could well who knows he might put kareem hunt in to play for for mixon i mean that Oakland yeah. defense is really good and then he might slide in that uh mclaurin into that into that hunt spot there so we'll see what happens i mean uh, he's got some decisions to make as well. So, all right. So I got you and me both on mic on that one. Just to give a little recap to everyone, I don't think I touched on this. So both of us went two and three last week. Um, we picked Brian to win and Rusty to win, uh, and then lost the rest, which kind of sucked. But Jared's had a twenty-nine and twenty-one record on the season. I'm a twenty-one and twenty-nine record. So I got some work to do here. So I got to start picking against you, I guess. So let's move on to the next matchup. That is going to be Pittman versus Johnny. We have the Horseshoe Collectors versus my Farva player is Jamison Crowder. Um, 107 for Pittman versus a 104 type matchup here based on projections. I know that... There might be some players that are on buys here because it's still early in the season, but a pretty tight matchup here. Who you got? I, I, I'm going to call this the horseshoe bowl, Joey, because we got on completely different terms. Okay. <laughs> so we have John, who's the notorious horseshoe for somehow getting some maximum efficiency from his players and always just having career games and then they get injured and he just moves on to somebody else who has a career game. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Eric somehow has these, everybody's like, God, his team's terrible. And then he just backs into like these wins and somehow he finishes ninth every year with like 400 points less than everybody else. <laughs> so it's just, he's just lucky that way. Uh, but you were kind of talking about, I mean, it looks John has Aaron Rodgers on a bye. So he's not, he's, so he's got to pick up a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to go. I mean, if you're looking at the waiver wire, is he going to is he going to pull the trigger on Kyle Allen? Is he going to try and do that? But if he goes Kyle Allen, you look on the other side and Pittman starting three Panthers receivers, and Greg Olson, DJ Moore, and Curtis Samuel. He's not going to go Allen. There's no way. I mean, Atlanta's 
capacity is terrible. True. So, I mean, the other option, what, Nick Foles, maybe? Take a gamble on him, his return against Indy? I don't know. Yeah. Mason. Mason's kind of Mason's. Oh, he's awful. Mitch, do you think he goes Mitch? Mitch Trubisky? No, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. But, I mean, it's going to be Not a lot of options out there. Jesus. I mean, I'm, I hope he just – hope, my hope is we're all listening to this podcast and he takes Garner Minshew thinking he's still the starter. That would be <laughs> excellent if he did that. Or if he – because other than that, I think he would have to choose like Sam Darnold. Yeah, but I just – I he's not going to do Baker against Pittsburgh. Nope. He won't do Darnold. He won't do nobody else down there. I don't think he'll do Mason Rudolph against Cleveland. No, I think it's going to be – it's either Kyle Allen. Jacoby Brissett's questionable. It's either Kyle – I think he's got to go Kyle Allen. That would be epic if he did that. Unless somebody drops another quarterback. True. But I think he's got to go Kyle Allen. It's going to make the whole thing interesting. Who's he going to get rid of here? I don't know. He's got to get rid of – he'll probably get rid of Zerlin, right? Got to. Yeah, I don't know. He's been – he hadn't yet. Why is he going to now? Philly's defense, maybe? Maybe, but I mean, Valdez Scantling, and I don't think he's playing much anymore. So true, he'll probably drop he'd, him. He'd probably probably drop him. He'd be the first one to drop. But then, I mean, Emmanuel Sanders left the game last night with rib injury, so I think he's a game time decision. Yeah, so he's, he's got, got some tough decisions there. So it looks like he's got a. So my guess is he goes, he drops Valdez Scantling to pick up a quarterback. Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play. He moves Jarvis Landry into the wide receiver spot. And who comes trotting back into that flex spot? A Mr. Kalen Balaj. <laughs> and I'm he like, probably oh, puts man. up 30 and he puts them over the wing. Yeah. And I'm like, but then I look over at the other side with Pittman. And I just, when you're starting three receivers on the same team and their defense, and their defense, but even just the receivers. So three receivers where a majority of the offense goes through the run game. I just don't think it's – I just – it's it's. there's not a lot of room for error for all those guys to be able to do good enough to score a lot of points. Because of that, I got to I got to take John. I'm <coughs> – I think John's going to win this, but I need to pick against you in order to – <laughs> in order to get my record back up. So <coughs> bless it. So I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Pittman here. Um he doesn't have any moves though. I'm looking at his lineup here. He could maybe take out DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel and put in Peterson, which probably not a bad play, uh just to change it up a little bit, especially if but then again if 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 uh, Johnny picks up your quarterback there, Kyle Allen, he's going to be throwing it to every one of his receivers. So he's going to get points out of the, right there. So ah, that's the worst. That's the worst when you have to bet in. I mean, that's a way for Johnny to maybe hedge his bet, I guess. True. Kind of just go ahead and try to all score. You score, I score. So yeah, I'm going to make those guys are doing well. My guys, my guys are doing well. So I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. I don't know if you can play AP. I mean, he's facing the same team that Saquon Barkley just had one rushing yard on, and apparently Darius Geis is supposed to be back, so he might be still in some attempts. 
I don't know. This one could get ugly, could get interesting. We'll see. Yeah. I'm going to go Pittman. You go with uh, you go with Johnny. All right, let's move on to the next one. We're going to go with All Day Devontae and Rusty versus Big Dick Fact Pockets. Um, All Day Devontae, Rusty sitting at a 128.94 projection right now versus just a 99.26, and Rusty's favored at a 74% right now. Looks as always, <coughs> Chaz has a few guys off by, so he doesn't have that full lineup there yet. I'm sure that'll get worked out. Um, but who you got on this one? So, yeah, so you mentioned a little bit. Chaz has, I mean, he's got his kicker out, but he's got the big ones, Derek Henry being off. But Rusty's throwing up a pretty good projection considering that Saquon Barkley, Devontae Adams, and Russell Wilson are all out on a bye. Um, so I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume Chaz puts in Minnesota's defense, which will be at home against Denver and whoever their new quarterback is, um, which means they're probably about to score 25-plus. Um, I think this one might come down to – I'm the obviously I'm the Josh Allen owner quarterback, and so I've been following them on red zone and stuff the past few weeks. And my man – It happens – Huh? Devin Singletary? No, Josh Allen, the quarterback. So yeah. my, my man – will two, maybe three times a game, will have a receiver wide open, and it's typically John Brown, who's about 50 yards down the field for a touchdown. And my man Josh Allen somehow throws it 63 yards, and it just, like, he overthrows these <laughs> long balls by, like, 10 yards. And last year he was connecting on those. This year he's not. Um, so I think, can I make this? Can I say if? Josh Allen connects with John Brown on a 50-plus yard touchdown catch, then Rusty wins. Can I be 50-plus? Can I be 50-plus? Okay. I mean, Rusty wins if John Brown, Josh Allen connects with John Brown on one of those plays. If they don't, Chaz wins. All right. I hope you can remember this because I'm not writing all that down. I, I think Chaz wins this one. Um, like I said, because I'm betting off of you. Um, I said Chaz wins. Well, I guess. Well, I guess I said kind of, both of them yeah. win. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Chaz wins. So, um, I don't know though. Yeah, I'm gonna say Chaz wins this one. He's still got to pick up a kicker, even if he decides if he decides to pick up a kicker. Who knows? He might just say no to that. Um, he's got enough players on his bench to kind of wiggle around there and make something happen. Uh, I guess my question: You do you play Zach Ertz or would you play Eric Ebron if you were him, or both? I play, play Ertz. I mean, I would imagine his lineup will be Lamar Jackson, Calvin Ridley, Julian Edelman, McCaffrey, Marlon Mack, Ertz, Singletary, and then. Probably Marvin Jones. And I guess he might be dropping Eric Ebron for a kicker, or he might, I guess he might drop Crosby for a kicker. So, but that would be my guess. He's probably kind of stuck with that. And then he subs out Baltimore's defense from Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, he'll, I don't know. He'll probably just drop Crosby. 
Yeah. And just yeah. start playing streamer kickers the rest of the way. Yeah. I just, so. I think of it, I think he'll eventually get back up to the 115. Twenty. He'll get back up to that one one thirty plus projection, probably close to one forty. I should be picking Rusty because I did pick Le'Veon Bell as my boom, but yeah, I, I'm gonna pick Rusty. I'm gonna go with Rusty here. Okay. I need him to win. I'm pulling for him. I don't want him to win because that means that's gonna hurt me. Yeah, that's why I need him to win. I need you to tumble a little bit. Just one spot, Joey. I just need you to tumble one spot. If you know me, I'm, I'll tumble for you. I will tumble <laughs> for you. <laughs> tumble for you. Tumble. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Rusty on that one. All right, let's move along here. We got Hot Routes and Hot Trash. Sounds like someone I know. Versus Turn Your Head and Golf, Slipster. A 133.53, you are projected versus a 119.47, a 61% favorability to win, Jared. That's got to be pretty close to your highest projected points on the season. Who do you think is going to win this one? Ah, this is battle at the bottom, Joey. The two, <laughs> the two, uh, the, the, the two three and seven teams are battling out this time. I think the loser of this game is going to be it's going to be sitting pretty good for finishing with the romper. It's going to need a lot of breaks to go their way the last two weeks for the loser of this game. So there's a lot on the line. Um, I think in looking at it, I think it does look like he's maybe updated his. That might be it his looks to be updated. Yeah, yeah, it looks to be that way. But this is but Brooks always just puts in the highest projection of whatever his players are. It doesn't really mean if he's going to actually play them or not. Um, I think my overall matchups are better. Ty Johnson, I'm dropping. I'm going to be hopefully getting Brian Hill with the Atlanta running back there. So I'm, I'm bidding $50 on him. I was going to ask you, like, considering that they're not going to get this before you drop it. So you're going to throw 50 on them? Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and – the only Do you other think guy, you get outbid? I don't. No, I can't. I mean, the only other person that has... Chaz can outbid you. He could. I don't know if he... I don't think he's... He's not going to drop anybody for that guy. You never know with Chaz. You know, I, I don't see... I mean, maybe he dropped Eric Ebron for him, but it's also a Falcon, and Chaz is pretty against, like... NFC Chaz can Falcons. drop it. Johnny could drop it. But Johnny's not going to... Who's Johnny going to drop for him? Valdez Gantling. He's got to drop him for the quarterback. Hmm. And you don't think Slip would drop all 50 on it? Well, that's why I put 50 on it. So do you get it? Yeah, because my waiver is higher than oh, his. Oh, that's right. So huh. I'm putting, all, putting all 50 on it, so we'll see. That'll be fun to see at uh, 4.35 in the morning. I'm sure John will see it. He'll well, see yeah, it. you'll see you'll see two other transactions that occur at 4:31 and 4:32. <laughs> so, so I'm feeling better about it. Um, here's I need some I need some things to happen though. I need I need George Kittle to sit on one more game out and not play this week. 
Um, I need Marshawn Lattimore, the cornerback for the Saints, to not play this week because that dude he owns much like you. You're much like you're in Rusty's head right now. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore is in Mike Evans' head. He just shuts <laughs> them down every time they play. That's fine. Don't so, Godwin. Uh, this is this is the guy who. This is where Mike Evans had zero points about week four or whatever. Oh Jesus! Um, so Michael Thomas has a great matchup. He could go for thirty, um, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say if Marshawn Lattimore plays, I lose. If Marshawn Lattimore sits, I win. I can't keep doing this either worse. Either pick yourself or you don't. I'm going to say I win. Okay. That makes my choice easier. I am going to go with slip then, just <clears throat> based on. And I need to score. need to score. Um, I don't think Crab Lakes is going to do that well against New Orleans. Um, I think he should put in Goff instead. The Bears He's defense terrible. the Bears defense has not been that good. Um, and they're gonna be at home. They're coming off an embarrassing loss. Chicago is traveling to LA. Now here's the thing. I don't know when Chicago is gonna travel. If they get there two days prior, put your money on the Rams. Whatever the line is, put it on the ramps because they're going to go out partying in L.A. and they're going to come out lethargic and like trash on Sunday. It always happens, just like going down to Miami. Um, but I think that he's going to have a decent day from Lindsey, even though he's going up against Minnesota. I think Ingram's going to have a good day at Houston. I think he narrowly, excuse me, narrowly pulls this one off, uh, gets to that four wins. Um, and sneaks by it, bud. All right, all right. If you're slipped, though, do you play... Do you play Alshon? No. Over Fuller? I don't think... Uh, that Patriots secondary. I mean, if... if I mean, is Stefan Gilmore going to be on Alshon? Because that dude's just going to shut him down. So, I don't... Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't feel good about Alshon. <laughs> I don't know, but Will Fuller, though, I mean, he's coming back from that hammy. Those hammies linger. Baltimore's defense, no joke either. Yeah. Pretty good. So, well, he got a tough matchup there. He's got, yeah, there's some tough corners there. So, I don't know. He's, yeah, that's, I like my matchups a little bit better, although that one matchup with Michael Thomas against god-awful Tampa Bay secondary, <laughs> he can go for 35. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Christian Kirk just did it. Christian Kirk can do it. I think Michael Thomas could do it. Yep. So, all right, moving on to the final matchup of this week's podcast. We have Brian and Sherlock Mahomes sitting in a 117.79 versus Piz and Tight Ends Matter at a 101.04. Still got that tight end slot empty. Wonder if he makes a change. Uh, he's got Evan Ingram, who's questionable with no game, Thielen's questionable. Uh, he's got Snoo Prescott. Doesn't look like he's got another tight end on the roster, so he's going to have to pick somebody up there. Uh, who you got in this matchup? Hey, here's Brian's rest schedule. He faces Brad this week, Brooks next week, and you in the last week. I am Brian's number one fan the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. I need him to win out. 
beat them, beat them all, buddy. Beat them all. Um, and because I said that, he's probably about to hit a skid. <laughs> so um, it could be a good matchup. This could be a good matchup. I think it's going to come down to Brad's Kenyon Drake, whatever he does at tight end, versus uh, does Brian have – is his lineup updated? Um, for the most part, I would say. No. Doubtful, so, unless he wants to do Sony Michelle. See, Hooper's probably not playing. It sounds like Hooper's going to be out a couple weeks with some kind of sprained knee. So I'd imagine he puts in Sony Michelle. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if you can play McCoy. I don't think you can't play McCoy and Damian Williams. Yeah, that's true. So I'm assuming he's gonna. I'm assuming Hooper's gonna sit and Sony Michelle's gonna go in. And you know how I feel about Sony Michelle. He's like the new version of Kalen Balaj, where he's just doesn't do a whole lot with his opportunities. He scores touchdowns. So it's gonna be Sony Michelle. What's he gonna do against that Philadelphia run D? What's Buffalo's defense gonna do against Miami? versus what Brad's going to do at tight end and what Kenyon Drake's going to do against San Francisco. So that's, that's the toss-up scenario. Um, I got a feeling. I got a feeling this is the, the, this is the week Buffalo's D is going to step up and, and get Brian the win. All right, well, that makes my decision easier. I hope that Brad can pick up a tight end that's worth a damn. I think Breeze has a bounce-back game from last week's just utter debacle. Um, Galladay is a tough call here now because you're going to have Stafford out for a few weeks there. So I don't know who – I don't even know who their quarterback is. Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> Didn't he play baseball somewhere? I don't know. He played for a game. I mean, he had, I mean, he had nine targets last week. So it's all you can ask for when a backup comes back is just targets. you got to get him there, though. But I do like Josh Jacobs. That's a juicy matchup. Uh, Jalen Samuels, that, you know, he's going to get those points there with Connor being out. Um, Connor might be back. I think he's been a full participant. Is that right? Yeah, I think Connor might be back on Thursday. And I wonder if he's going to throw DJ Shark in the mix there somewhere. Yeah. He's probably going to throw Shark in over Beasley. I mean, you can't play Beasley. You can't do that. I see that. I just don't, he's had, he just had no. Uh, uh, Obviously, the guy who played an inactive player hasn't updated his roster yet. So, obviously, he's going to put in Hopkins and DJ Shark over Beasley and Zach Pascal. Yeah. And then I'm assuming the Vikings hold out Adam Thielen one more week. If they're smart, they would. They're playing Denver. They don't need them. They didn't need them against Dallas. And they have a bye. Next week. So yeah, so that would be the smart be thing for them. To smart do. to hold him out. Um, and then I just imagine, yeah, I imagine he's going to drop one of the Pascals or Beasley for a tight end and go from there. But I, I, I still think Brian pulls it out. Well, I'm going to take Slip, or excuse me, I'm going to take Piz in a 22-point victory Wow, for Brian. Um, going to be about a 132 to 110 victory there. So hopefully that gets me a little bit closer to the overall year-to-date results. Um, but I think that'll do it for this week's pod, Jared. What do you think, bud? 
I think it was a good one. I think I, I love how you always preface all these like, man, I'm not really that prepared. This might be a short one. And it always ends up being like the longest one. Well, hopefully I can cut it down to make it a lot less. Yeah, but well, uh, it happens. Had a good uh, pod nonetheless. Want to thank uh, Rusty again for joining us this evening. I uh, thought it was a fairly good uh, interview there. Love having him on. We got two more guys left. We don't know who we're going to pick first. I think we're trying to see how these games kind of match out between Mike and, and Pittman. We want to save kind of maybe the potential romper guy at the end, but I don't I don't even think it'll be that. I think it's going to have a dark horse romper winner this year. So we'll see who we decide to pick up uh, to interview next week. Uh, but for all of us here at the Hot Rods and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, we want to say thank you very much. And Jared, finish us off, bud. Hey, fellas. Good luck to everybody. Except nobody but me. Guess right. Dodge injuries. Later. Take care, boys. Thank you for listening to the Hot Rods and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to the website, anchor.fm, or even easier, download the Anchor app and search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There, what you can do is leave us a voice message. If we like what we hear, we will play it on next week's pod. Also, in terms of distribution... We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Podcast, and Radio Public. We are here to meet all of your platforms and wherever you listen to your podcast. But if you want the exclusive recording, please listen to your podcast on the Anchor app. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, Dodge Injuries. And guess right.